miss telling you your CW trash. I'm so sorry. Hey, everybody. Mm-hmm. Welcome back to Ignorant I, I see what you did. America's favorite podcast. Coming to you live from beautiful Keystone, Colorado, here in 545 Productions Consensual Studios. And we are joined, as always, by our immaculate hosts, Mr. Jeff Watson. Dude, we are so not getting CW ad dollars now. Uh, we're not gonna get their. We're not gonna get their their rev their ad revs. We might have. I love Arrow. It's such a good show. <laughs> <laughs> and Max Sarakistan, <laughs> Legends of Tomorrow, Sarakistan, <laughs> useless pandering. I love me the CW. In fact, as I was watching it last night, I was like, you know, this might be my favorite network on television. So CW, keep doing what well you're doing. Well done. I remember when they were the WB. And they had the the frog that was super racist, the mammy frog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember what that frog's name was. It was like C. I don't know. C W. Was it C W? No. J. J R. Yeah, J R. McFrogerson. I don't fucking know. <laughs> That's not true. But what is true is this is your <laughs> podcast that we take your topics and turn them into our show for thirty minutes of beautiful podcasting gold entertainment that we promise to unless. I really fuck up the recording or something, then we have to stop and fix it and come oh, back. Jesus. But, you know, I just jinxed it. But, hey. Oh, man, you say that all the time, and we're always good. Yeah, always. <clears throat> always. And uh, Max is going to tell you how you can be part of our little podcasting family. Yeah, become part of the podcasting family by sending us a topic. Questions make the best one. You can at the show on the Twitters at the name of the show and get your topic to us that way. You can uh, click the topics button when you're on the website and submit one that way. Or you can email us topics at ignorant and uninformed. And uh, then you get your free T-shirt when we release your episode. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Top that Easy button. peasy. Breezy. Smooth. Beautiful cover girl. I hope hope it's nice. about the CW. Come I on. do too. I Maybe do too. she's born with it. <laughs> Maybe it's Maybelline. Maybe it's Maybelline. <laughs> wow. I guess this is just going to be the way this recording session goes, guys. All right, guys. Let's do it. Why is our country so fucked up right now? <laughs> uh, Craig. <laughs> Thanks, Craig. Craig. Thank you. God damn it, Craig. Well, shut up, Craig. <laughs> I guess we'll just pick up where we left off. <laughs> Not, yeah, so we, we could just use an ellipsis. Yeah, for so the I think last yeah, it'll episode. be like part two. We'll just call this politics part two. <laughs> politics will be fun. <laughs> the weather. Yes, <laughs> weatherman pollsters. Oh. So we just we do, so for those of you who don't know at home, we we record we batch these bad boys. So we we'll sit down and we'll do one or two together. Sometimes we just have time for one, but uh, usually we will record a couple and then we build up a little bit of a bank. Right now, because of the holidays. We're all going home. We're all going on trips and such. We're a little bit uh, tight on our release schedule. So you, you'll you probably hear these two back to back. So this is just picking up. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Probably not. You Even should release us Max first. does all this. I, mean, this, this that's what I was going to say. I try to, I try to release them not like to ch- switch up the sessions to have enough. So I don't know if these will get released back to back. Fair so enough. Fair enough. They try to avoid. Fair enough. But Yeah. So why is our country so fucked up? Greed. Well, uh, Greed. Okay. Greed. greed. Money. Fair enough. I'd Oligarchy. say greed is the worst part. Yes. Yeah. Lack of empathy. Mm-hmm. Perhaps. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In the, some corners. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think those are two really good answers. Mm. I think um, I think the there's so I feel like it's it's been a long line of, of things that have slowly eaten away at uh I don't know, kind of our our integrity in general as a country, 
that uh, that we've slowly sacrificed a lot of th- little things that now are I think are coming home to roost uh, in in our general disposition as as Americans. I mean, th- there's certainly been eras before this that Americans were viewed as uh, ignorant or stupid and selfish, greedy, ex- probably many centuries of that. Mm-hmm. Well, um, this is nothing new, I guess, is what I'm saying. It's it's to another degree that I don't think we've seen, at least in my lifetime, uh, you know, the last three, four decades. But I, So I think that capitalism lends itself to greed and selfishness just by design. Like, yeah, it I think those are those that exhibit ruthlessness in my opinion. Well, I just think that like those are two virtues in a way, like mm-hmm. profiteering and maximizing profit, like with if that's left unchecked, that's essentially greed and I mean self-capitalism is all about the self-made person and you know rising to the top. So I just think those are two you know features not necessarily bugs of the system that mm-hmm. we that we run but i yeah no i agree with you i i think what the biggest problem that we have now is that that is not the common course the idea of the of the self-made you know mogul now right like i think we've now created a system that there's no more room for that to happen on except for like a few outliers every now and then. Mm-hmm. That, but I think that's how it always was. I'm with Jeff. You think how so? it always was? Absolutely. Yeah. Everyone can't be a millionaire. It's just not how it works. But or people believe that. But there but there I think there was a day I when, don't think so. when everybody when when most people, the majority of people could be in what we would call the the middle class or the upper middle class, right? That was and but again, and I don't want to get into too much like, you know, classist bullshit here, but like I I honest I do believe that the middle class is basically gone. It's it's dead in in a lot of ways. Sure. It's been there's, eroded, there's no doubt. Yeah, and, and and that perhaps not gone completely, but it's it's easier it's it's there's a, that that bell curve is is a lot flatter. Mhm. Now, with almost a dip in the middle, and it's it's big on the one end. So I don't know if it's still on Netflix, but for a while there was a Noam Chomsky uh, documentary called Requiem there. for the American Dream hmm. that brings up some really interesting points about what you're talking about: the death of the middle class and sort of like the rise of business and how. Uh, I mean, essentially, it's just he goes to say that. The, you know, Republicans and Democrats are just like the left and right arm of mm-hmm. the business party. And that's it. Mm-hmm. Like there is no, mm-hmm. there is no like difference between the two. They are all just pro-business in their own way. Well, absolutely. And how a lot of like the middle class had to do with like the rise of workers' rights and like unions and things like that, which have also fallen completely by the wayside. And so with no one advocating for those people, like the for the common person, for corporate the overlords, man. just take over. Working, working person, you say that. Yeah, Not working man. Yeah, misnomer. Um, but I think your your talk of empathy too, Jeff. Yeah, is also real and sad, but true. Yeah, I don't care. I'm gonna get mine. Yeah, and there's a big chunk of people like oh. Sorry, you're poor. Well, pull yourself up by the bootstraps. That's just not how it works. No. Always. No. 
And it's so like confused. Like there's so many <clears throat> in a system factors. that's rigged to not give anyone bootstraps. <laughs> you know. Yes. Yeah. Right. Like, okay, where do I get the bootstraps? Yeah. Right. While I have my boot on your neck. Yeah, right. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. You can do it if you try hard enough. Yeah. If you want it enough. But that's just it. Like, there's so many ways, like, white privilege is real. And there is so much stuff that we get without us knowing and, like, the way, the ease of our lives. Literally just being born a certain shade. And gender at a certain time in a certain place. And, like, it's just easier for us. Yeah. I think the more that people – and that, that, again, goes back to what Jeff was saying, lack of empathy, is, like, the more we can all just realize that and and not tr- – you know, just – even just accept the idea that that some people have an easier time than others literally because of those factors we just listed and, and that that exists and not and not that – and that your idea of the people's idea of being a self-made person is 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 influenced by an unlimited number of factors that that other people don't have necessarily mm-hmm. any conscious well, thought of or which awareness of. And just proves nobody's self-made. Like you said, how are you self-made when there's factors outside of your control that yeah, are influencing? Just a small million-dollar loan I got from my dad. And, for instance. Know, I made it happen. Um, are you guys cool with me hijacking the podcast for a second? Hijack to tell a story? It, Get on that soapbox. Vegas. Just there for fish over Halloween. And uh, got a really good idea for a column because one night we went to the show in drag. And I had never dressed up in women's clothing before and been out in public. But mm. you talk about checking privilege and like engendering some empathy and it was crazy man because like things that you don't even realize about walking around or things that i never realized about like walking around in public um and just like the level of vulnerability like it was all fine and good there was five of us and shout outs to all my homies at the, at the shows because when this idea was thrown out there not one of us blinked an eye we were like oh that's what we're doing sweet let's go do this and so my homie whacker brought a fucking suitcase full of costumes for all of the nights and like a whole bunch of like wigs and like i was in fairy wings at one point like i've got an <laughs> awesome picture that's gonna go with this column um yeah buddy but anyway so like it was super interesting because when I was with my homies and my posse, like, totally felt safe. And, you know, out the show, fucking dancing. And it was like, oh, wow, this fabric. Like, I was in a dress. And it was like, oh, this fabric's super soft. Like, hmm. It's guys, so nice. Yeah, it's guys. So yeah, no, totally. Like, it's so, it's so nice on my skin. Like, like oh, it. my shoulders and my you back felt, are exposed. Right, like, Max. I'm warm. It's okay. it's yeah, okay. no, I was into it. It was fucking great. It was super nice. comfy. We, we are wearing, wearing a dress right now. Hot. That makes sense. I mean, hey, man. <laughs> And I'm also in my home, so I like to be comfortable. <laughs> Next time, you know, you're like maybe some underwear, but I, you know, arena, <laughs> no big deal. Hey, man, I respect basic instinct. Get the fuck in the out of my house. <laughs> scene. I'll cross my legs however <laughs> I want. Um, so it was all fine and good. Everyone's having fun, and by and large, it was a positive experience. Like people were like smiling, laughing, and high fives. Like Fish, the drummer uh, for Fish, Fishman wears a dress at every show, so like it's not that big of a deal. But set break was really interesting. Because we split up and got separated and went to the bathroom and, like, we're doing our thing. So, like, me and my one homie are getting on an escalator. And it's like, oh, guys, after you. Like, oh, wait, shit. Guys, do you – like, is that how we're supposed to address you? Like, what pronouns? And, like, in my mind – Like someone said that to you. Yes. 
I was like, oh fuck, like I didn't even think about like yeah, pronouns if this is every and day. Problems. Dude. Yeah. And that's just it. And so then we're in the bathroom, mm-hmm. right? And Which set bathroom? break. Exactly. Just wait. And so big line, you know, fish that's like 70% dudes and 30% girls. So there's always lines at the guy's bathroom. And we get up to the urinals. And you guys know, like, there's one like, trope archetype of guy who starts conversation in bathrooms, crowded bathrooms. Um, and so, like, we're up there. And this dude from the back is like, hoo-wee, like, I see some dudes who've seen some dicks tonight. Like, boys, how many dicks have you seen? I see one in the blue hair and one with the purple hair. And, like, dude, like, I, like, stage fright, could not pee, was just, like, standing there and was just like, holy shit. I got so uncomfortable hearing that stuff. Interesting. Like, behind my back. And then for the whole rest of the show, that shit was in my head about the vulnerability that I felt. Sure. And mm-hmm. just like how that situation could have gone wrong because, sure. you know, luckily we were in an environment where nobody was egging him on. He got no reaction. Nobody sure. was laughing. Sure. But like that doesn't necessarily have sure. to be that way. Mm. And so it was like the whole rest of the evening as I was sitting there like dancing, trying to enjoy the self. It's like, well, fuck, what if that would have escalated? Well, fuck, what do I do if I'm not in mm. a dress and I see hear someone else say that sure. in someone, you know, to somebody mm. else in that situation? And so it was just a really fascinating and interesting, interesting. experience. Mm. But well, I'll tell you the one thing that I walked away with is that trans folks – need all of our empathy and all of our compassion because like I walked I I tiptoed in those shoes for a night Mm -hmm. and it was fucking hard. Wow. Yeah. And so like to live your life, like Jesus Christ, man, like my, hmm. that's crazy. Much love and much empathy. Be nice to all the trans folk you encounter. Hmm. So that is my story about empathy. That's interesting. And and crossing those lines. What a fascinating story. Hey, thanks. Yeah. I'm going to write about it for the it's, next It's column. interesting. I, I run into a lot of people in the theater community uh, who who are, you know, uh, non-binary or, or trans and or, uh, you know, queer questioning and or, or any, any number of people along the spectrum of, of gender and sexuality. Uh, and it's 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 always interesting that like it. Like it's it's not a it's not a common experience, I think. But I think maybe in our community, in the theater community at least, it's a little more. Uh, ex- it's always been a, a community of, of people who are accepting of, of differences very quickly. So I think maybe that's why we're just seeing more of it. But it seems to be the you know, the way of things, and it's just very interesting. That's that's a very fascinating story. Yeah, so like, but like, but we brought up the idea of pronouns, and 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 now there are preferred pronouns, and I get we get letters and auditions from people where they, you know, they will list in a cover letter their preferred pronouns or on a resume on the back hmm. of a resume. Hmm. What are their preferred pronouns? Crazy. Generally, you know, ninety percent of the time it corresponds to their to their gender or and their their birth. I, I always get this a little confused. Yeah, dude, I don't even know the like right your, words. Your your sex and your gender, which are two different things, obviously, but like you're born and there's very there's very specific situations where you need to know like medical reasons, like how this person was was born, but biologically speaking, like you know mm-hmm. what 
what kind of plumbing they have, essentially, because <laughs> that can impact a lot of things medically. Sure. Mm-hmm. And and sometimes that can relay into, like, the workforce type of thing because, you know, you have to have certain things available for various needs that arise in different – anything from, like, drugs and Tylenol and Advil can react differently depending on, on how you're built. But ultimately it matters – it matters not. No. You know, when it comes to, like, general in, day-to-day interaction with anybody, that's what I've always said, you know. No, just treat everyone like a person. Orientation. Everyone's yeah, people. It doesn't – People are people, man. Not that yes. hard. And people who need people yeah. are the happiest people. <laughs> Unless they can't find them. And then mm. that's not very comforting. But, no, Jeff, you're right. And, like, that's the truth. Just treat people yeah. like people. Yeah, it's easy. It, there is nothing difficult about it. No, it's true. Yeah. It's true. But and, that, and that's part of the reason. Why our country is so fucked up. Uh, I agree. Totally. Absolutely. We yeah. can't do that. It's a, we can't get over our own bullshit mm-hmm. a lot of time on a, on a grander scale. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take things way too seriously. On that, on that macro level, it's just like hard people. It's, you know, people have a hard time. Yeah. People are dumb. A person is smart. People are dumb, panicky animals. You know it. I know it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think those are reasons why uh, – I think those are – I think I am proud of us. We did all very good so far about reasons why this country is all fucked up at the moment. Yeah. I think it's true. I mean I, Greed, I would – Greed, lack of empathy. Yeah. It's riffing on something you said, and I don't know if it, the mic was on or off. Mm, um, yes. About upward term limits. But I also think that like having uh, old, rich, white dudes make all of our decisions is yeah. not the best. I feel yeah. represented. <laughs> and that's right. the problem. Right. They don't yeah. represent us. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I would throw that in, in the hopper along with, you know, other things like in our delicious mixed drink. Of no, I, that was, I was so excited about the, these midterms because a lot of women, Native Americans, transgender folk, it's great yeah. that they won office. Yeah. That is great. Yeah. That, these, that they represent, yeah, that they represent more. I have, I feel more in common with uh, Rosaria than I do with. Any with with any old ass person who's serving in the house now, like mm-hmm. I mean, that's also and maybe that's certainly an ageist comment. Let me a just, gross generalization, yeah, gross generalization. But because you know, but like Ocasio Rosario Ocasio Cortez Cortez. Thank you. I was like, what is her? She's awesome. Whole name? She's great. She's and I I didn't know this, but I I know I went to college with two people who worked on her campaign. Mm. And there are pictures of her and of these two people I know, uh, like partying with her after the at the, yeah. in New York, like after the the victory. And I was like, holy shit, that's awesome! And I was so proud of them because they they got involved and they mm. got involved that's with her awesome. campaign and they were like, you know, it was, it was fucking sweet. But so, like, I feel more represented. Knowing that she's in Congress, then you know what I mean, and like, and our experiences are so different. Sure. As as and our backgrounds and and all this stuff, but I feel like she has more of a mindset where she's going to be more representative of mm-hmm. who America truly is today, mm-hmm. which is not what Mitch McConnell thinks. Well, it is. no. And did you read the story that? She can't move to D.C. She can't afford right. She can't afford to live yeah, in D.C. She's actually suing the network over running that story. Yeah, and Fox News is making fun of her for yeah. that. That's Fox the problem News, yeah. with this country. Shit like that. Yeah, they're like, yeah, that's why our country's so fucked up. Yeah, I mean, that is actually both of your points 
yes. that you said wrapped yes. up into one story. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> to illustrate that. Jesus. Fair really enough. perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> and But I love so the outpouring to her, people saying in DC, you have a room in my house. You yeah. know, you have a place at my table. You know? So there's good people out there. Of course. It's just it the negative just gets Matt so Wharton, I'm up. talking to you. You better open your doors. You got a guest room, asshole. <laughs> Don't be a dick. <laughs> I feel Wow. I could just throw I would, down I would, I would throw down I would I would also uh invoke the name of Kevin Brown as well, but I know he lives in Little Rock. Oh, now. all right. And I am for that I am so sorry. All right, Dr. Friend. Zooks, Jonah, since we're throwing around these gauntlets, uh, you guys are in DC with an extra room, so there you Come go. Come on. Mm-hmm. Get it together. <laughs> and I think that's another problem with our country. The negative is blown up so much bigger than the positive. It bleeds and leads, man. Yeah, which is disappointing. So Jay, frequent collaborator and friend, uh, left a book with me the last time he was here called Amused to Death. And I think it was written in like the early 80s or 70s, but like right when politics and TV started to, mm. to intertwine. And – I mean, I think it's pretty much predicting what is happening now and mm. just the role of television and entertainment on on politics. But I'm really excited to dig into it because I'm super fascinated and really hope that there is some sort of prescriptive aspect in yeah. the book. Like what so our country. Do? Yeah, our country is fucked up. I think we can all agree on that. But is there is there a ray of hope? Is there a new hope, as it were? <laughs> <laughs> Jedi are being born in record numbers. Yes. I feel very We got little, through the shitty prequel. The little, little boy with the broom <laughs> just feel is 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 that little that little shot to me is like the whole in in a in a metaphorical nutshell. Okay, you're talking okay. For a second that, I was like, was this some sort of politics meme that I didn't fucking see? But I now no, no, I'm, now I'm talking yeah, about yeah, the yeah. last Jedi, yeah, which yeah. was serviceable. The more whatever. serviceable. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> You know what? The longer I sit and think about the movie, the less I like about it, which is weird. Oh, on my second viewing, I liked it even less. Uh, yeah. Was that the most recent one? Yeah. Yes. For Snapchat? Okay. For, yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. In Mary Mary Poppins Leia. Yeah. Force, Force-to-gram. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, and Space Leia. Yes. <laughs> okay. And, and Green Milk now. Ooh. <laughs> Space milk, Dude. also in green. Yeah, we mix the yellow milk in. Now we have green space milk. It's actually just the shamrock shake of the. the, the, the you know what? I didn't care for the universe. the whole like, and it's it's very similar to like the tree scene in Empire. The the whole like black goo hole that. She, yeah, the, the mirror in the mirror. The shit. mirror yeah, and the there's mirror. like. And literally no answers from this. Like, and not even wait but, for part nine. But here's the thing: it's not even like. At least as weird and kind of pace-throwing as the tree in Empire is, it only left us when, when he's training on Dagobah. Oh, the cave he where he's in. Okay, yeah, okay, it's yeah. a tree cave. It's okay. sorry, sorry, sorry. And, it's, and it's an old – anyway. But like as weird as that scene is, it left you with more questions and it was at least on some level – a metaphor that made sense. That was a warning. I mean, for sure. Yeah, and 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 yet I I've, I've watched the the goo hole scene like 14, I took nothing from that times, scene. Took nothing, from and I'm it. just like they're not answering any questions and they're not posing any others. Like they're 
you know what I mean? What is the goo hole scene? <laughs> so when she like I've only seen force, the movie once. when she oh. force trips down the the hole where the dark side is. Okay. Essentially, be, essentially, they're kind of reinforcing the idea that force sensitive places in the universe have like dark side. Yeah, there's a polarity. There's like yeah. bad, pla- you know. Well, there's good places. There's too, bad but place yeah, and sure. good place. Like the little pond was kind of. A, ne- yeah. a force neutral thing. Okay, so she goes down there, and then yeah. what happens? And she's and then, looking at the ice, and it's like infinite numbers of ray. Yeah, and uh. then they do this weird, like, snap line at where she, like, snaps, and it, and it goes, duck, 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 like, down the hmm. line. Okay. Snap, snap. I'll do it closer to the mic so you can hear me snapping. And it's okay. Anyway, yeah, but I the thing that I love, the thing that I love about The Last Jedi is that little fucking moment right at the end when the little boy... Who's who's now like seen a glimpse of the 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 galactic uh, the uh, the alliance now is what they're called the rebel alliance mm-hmm. and they're and and he has force powers he he like grabs a broom with the force and and is starts and it's it's a yeah. and 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 he hmm. is he is not named he is not important he is just a kid who is now inspired to. Do something about his situation in life and to think on a grander scale than he ever thought possible. And that, to me, is the one – the best redeeming quality of The Last Jedi is that one shot. And that was the only one. I don't think I realized that he used the force to grab the broom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. He goes – Yeah, I don't think like that and he totally has, and he escaped me. he has the me. little ring now like that she gave – that uh, Rose gives him. and But that makes a lot more sense now. Like – so it's just like – yeah. The, so so all he right. so, in a way represents all of us when we were first exposed to the Star Wars universe which I I connected with like that these these grand stories can can have an impact on you on a personal level right like you hmm. hear about Luke Skywalker and you hear about Rey and you hear about you know defeating and and you know General Leia to, you know you hear about all this stuff and they're like acting out the story of the action figures yeah. right before us really you know, and so to me, like that is all encompassing. But on a grander scale, it's like to me represents the hope of this new age of young young people, millennials, and and stuff, kind of take coming into their own, and and you can expand it to like at least a national level, and and probably a a global level. But you know that that it it, it to me it's a perfect metaphor for the 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 new new hope that a newer is hope, hope hopefully the newest hope <laughs> the newest hope that that uh, is being engendered in in a new generation of people regardless of whether or not you like star wars <laughs> it's just, no, but that's, so, that, so so that's what I, that's what i'm posing is there any hope <laughs> of course there totally is totally so how much time do we have left uh 4 minutes it took you 6 minutes to pose that question huzzah um, <laughs> there's always hope well, you got me. I started talking about Star Wars. I'm wasn't so sorry. me, man. Wasn't me. My bad. Uh, yeah, no, I agree with you. Like, there is always hope, and like that's the one thing is that. I mean, I can even remember saying it after 2016 in that election, and like watching all 2017. Like, it's the most engaged I've seen mm-hmm. our generation. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. may be a reason for hope. It may not be. I mean, again, results like who's to say? We don't know. Ask part- me again in 2020. Well, not okay. 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 We'll see. Yeah. There's hope. There's always hope, though. You know, there's always hope. I refuse to believe that there's I think, no hope. I think that that's, that's one of the strengths of, of uh, 
human well sure nature is is that there is the ability to find hope in in a hopeless place i think i think it's well it might be kind of blindly stumbling into hope but well, well and i think it's also it in a way i think there's also an important distinction here about where this hope is if it's external or internal because finding something i feel like has this idea that you're looking for it out there whereas i think there is an internal hope that can always be found right it's not about the situation it's it was about always inside of you right bring it what we bring to the situation as opposed to what we take from the situation sure but you always you always like to i i always cling to the hope that the that that you know triumph of the human spirit that those those good things will always good will always end up beating evil but it sometimes takes a dark path well, and you have to go through a lot of struggle mm-hmm. On, on, you know, down to the individual level, but as, as a greater, like, path of human nature. I I have a hard time. I have hope enough to know that, that it's not an internal downward spiral. It's certainly that there there's going to be some, some lift as well as drag. I mean, I think it's hard. Like, as long as we have this i concept of evil and what evil is and what evil isn't i think is kind of damaging like i think mm-hmm. there's a lot of misconceptions well it's certainly not black and white is that what you're that's yeah. not what i'm saying it, it, well just in general i mean i think evil is a not a very useful term and descriptor and word because, well no because depending on where you're looking from anything can be evil well I and mean, the way it's subjective the way we started this podcast you were talking about the slow like there was a slow incremental descent of our country being so fucked up yeah which you could say is evil but like that's only from the google earth view zoomed out like right as it's happening in real time it's super commonplace very mellow like the mm-hmm. banality of evil it's not you know, like mass murder. It's so. This is how democracy dies. Exactly. With thunderous applause. <laughs> no, no. But see, that's it. It wasn't with thunderous applause. It was just with like a couple signatures. It was with a whimper. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. That you never saw coming. Right. But I don't know. why is our country so fucked up? Because not enough people are listening to this podcast. <laughs> Let's be honest. We're solving the world's problems. Get our here, clicks guys. up, damn it! <laughs> well, thank you for downloading and listening to Ignorant Uninformed. A very uh, part two politically charged uh, podcast, which we very much – and we talked about Star Wars, so I'm happy. <laughs> I was actually thinking check, like – Check, check. I, became, I, be- I don't know why, but I was far more hopeful at the end of this than I was at the beginning. Well, good. And I, I guess That's I talked myself matters, out man. of the That's hole. what it's all about, man. But uh, – grab your broom. Thank you <laughs> for downloading and listening and uh, being part of this little podcasting family. We appreciate it so much. Make sure you check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash ignorant and uninformed. But subscribe on whatever podcaster you might be listening to us on. Twank us on the Twitter at ig and un. You can uh, download all the podcasts at ignorant and or send us your topics to topics at ignorant and Questions make the best topics. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Hot ass freshness all up in your grill. Peace out.